I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And we literally just got back from, one of the few times we've done this immediately after, I <laughs> uh, just got back from seeing the latest DC Extended Universe film, Dwayne Johnson's Black the Rock. Adam. Oh. Yes. Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam, starring The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, we're going to get into that and so much more about the DCEU because there's been some big news over the last like two days about the DC oh, films. Oh my God. So we'll, uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty of that. But thank you for joining in on the podcast here. Uh, we're kind of re- relaunching here after a, a little hiatus, but we're back. We're going full force. Brand new movies. And if people want to hear, or see our initial reactions to all these brand new movies. Where can they find those, Alex? Um, on our Instagram. Which is? <laughs> A.Z underscore movie review. We are also on Twitter, A underscore Z underscore movie review. So. Do we want to do DC News first? Yeah, you know what? What the hell? Because this, ha- that, this happened earlier today. Um, they, fi- they found their Kevin Feige, and it turns out that Kevin Feige <laughs> in the DC universe is actually two men. Yes, the, they could not find one man to equal Kevin Feige's prowess. So the, the new regime over at Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery, excuse me, uh, uh, David Hamada had, uh, had been the head for a while, and he'd been had a kind of a malign reign. So now coming in to replace him and lead this new era of DC films, our co-CEOs, James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad fame, uh, and his business partner, uh, Peter Safran, who is a longtime producer, was James Gunn's manager, and has been a, a producer with Warner Brothers on things like Aquaman, like Shazam, and... Uh, so all the good shit, basically. And 10 Years of the Conjuring franchise, if that means anything to you. It does not. No, it doesn't to me really either. We're not horror fans, so... If, if you're just tuning into this for the first time, we're not going to get into that at any point in our in our film viewing. But um, huge news because James. I mean, I don't know what this means for James Gunn's making movies career because he's still uh, putting the finishing touches on Guardians of the Galaxy three, which the holiday special trailer dropped today too. Can I tell you what my thoughts were on that real quick? Yeah, sure. Um, did you send it to me on Twitter? Yes. Um, oh yes, I have it. This looks dumb as hell. Yeah, dumb, dumb, but fun. The, the Guardians of the Galaxy have to capture Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Oh no, it's not the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the two like C-Squad members of the Guardians of the Galaxy. yeah, they they weren't going to get. The ones that were available to do this malarkey. No, this looks ridiculous. I'm sure it'll be like a 45 minute 
special on Disney Plus, and that's pro- the end of it. But anyway, we'll we'll. I'm glad to see Kevin Bacon though. <laughs> yeah. As, Do you have a six degrees of separation for Kevin Bacon? Have you ever tried it? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know oh, what okay. you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've done it for other actors, but I don't think I've ever tried it for myself. I don't know. I don't know any actors. I don't know how that would work. We'll figure it out. I'll tell you mine. <laughs> oh, do you? So there's my friend. Uh huh. And then my friend's mom. Okay. My friend's mom went to high school with Kevin Costner, mm. who was in a movie that I don't remember with Kevin Bacon. There you go. You could. I could also do. I went to Cal State Fullerton. Kevin Costner went to Cal State Fullerton. Kevin Costner was in a movie with Kevin Bacon. And I know you. So there we go. <laughs> there's your six there's, degrees. There's my degrees. <laughs> um, but yeah, a huge for, for DC. I, I, like I said, I don't know. Again, I don't know what this means for James Gunn because he's seems like he's had fun making all these movies. But, it, it, you know, as much as he's had fun making the Guardians of the Galaxy, in remembering his press tour for the Suicide Squad, it it seemed like he had freed himself up a little bit and and felt a little bit more at home doing that than he did the guardians and i don't know if that's true or not but it seems like he he has a lot of love for these characters that definitely need a lot of love on the on the dc end of things absolutely i mean when your strongest your strongest contender of of superheroes is uh wonder woman and aquaman yeah. Or, you know, anyone but Batman and Superman, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be a bad time. Yeah, but we will we will get into a little bit more about that later in the uh, episode as well. Um, they're also changing it. They're changing the name to DC Studios. Yes. Which, like, okay. Sure. I, I don't... <laughs> It, it, I don't think that makes a big of a difference. I, the, I don't think they're going to change the logo or anything. It's just... Do you like the move? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I do. I I I like James Gunn. I'm just curious. I'm curious what they're gonna do overall because, again, with things that we'll get into later, and I know shout out uh, one of our loyal listeners that loves that catchphrase of ours. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> I just DC is still in this weird state of flux where. It, they, by all rights, should cut everything off right now and restart. But you can't do that immediately. If they did that, they would need a buffer zone because then it, then you're getting into real like start stop. What are you doing territory? Not that they're already not there. And so you're kind of like picking up the pieces of what's worked right this second and trying to string that along or tie it back together. Ultimately, what I think. I, I don't think we can make any judgment as to what DC is or is doing until we see the flash because the flash is one of those things that can reset everything and create a new starting point of which this film universe can build off of. And we can move forward with a new Batman, a new flash, but keeping, you know, an Aquaman or a Shazam or whatever, and moving on into whatever that new era is going to be. So we're gonna wait till what is it now march june when when the hell did ezra miller kick that thing back to um god i don't know so flashpoint needs to just erase him from existence yeah which i think is probably what's gonna end up happening there too so sometime next year we will get a clearer vision of what's going on um because they still have uh aquaman 2 which got delayed because warner brothers doesn't have enough money to put more movies out this year 
uh, as well as Shazam 2, which also got delayed because they don't have the money to put out movies this year. Um, and then The Flash. So three more movies after Black Adam, which we saw today. It's so sad and just so confusing. I mean, we yeah. mentioned on the previous episode that we just did the tour, which really kind of like highlights the legacy of Warner Brothers. This is a company that should be high and mighty, thriving, and just like crushing the game. And they're dealing with all this shit. It's so weird. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, you know, with the way they're going to split it is uh, James Gunn taking on the creative bits of it and then Peter Safran taking on the business and production side. And, you know, it seems like they have a good working relationship as it is. So hopefully that can lead to success because as much as I love what the MCU is and how much I love some of the Marvel characters. DC is my, my home. DC is my, <laughs> my, my real soul. My, I need good Batman. Like we had the Batman with, from Matt Reeves and that's great. But like in terms of like creating a greater vision, you know, I want, I want a true blue Batman to dominate the world. And as much well, as I like the I art want. movie that was the Batman, but yeah. What? Yeah. Red undies. <laughs> yeah here's our ad for me undies i'm just kidding oh my god <laughs> yes alex does not like the man of steel superman outfit where are the red underwear it just Hashtag looks stupid red underwear justice yeah <laughs> i think james gunn has probably proved himself that he can be trusted with these with these characters or these this universe so to speak i mean look what he did for guardians of the galaxy which like you know we weren't supposed to know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now they're one of, like, the mo- they have their own friggin' ride. They have two. But, um, so I think he's kind of earned his stripes in that regard. And not doing it alone is helpful. I just worry that Warner Brothers higher-ups even if it's not higher ups, if it's like the discovery side of all of this, if they don't learn from their past mistakes of getting in their own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it could be really good or it could be like a, uh, well, we don't really want to do that kind of thing. And why can't you make it more like Zack Snyder, even though that was like a total shit show? <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I just, I I wonder if James Gunn gets like we get five years into this and James Gunn's like, well, I just want to go make my own movies instead now. Yeah. Well, honestly, he's got a movie studio to back him to do it. It doesn't if he wants to make whatever movie he wants, he can just do it under the WB umbrella. It doesn't have to be affiliated with DC. Right. But I guess like I guess my it would like if Kevin Feige said. Yeah, I'm running everything, but I also want to do, uh, I don't know, what haven't we done at this Star point? Wars. Well, not even that. I mean, like, if you wanted to do his own MCU movie within the MCU, it'd be like, well, are you going to focus on that? Are you going to forget the rest of it? Sort of, is, is my thought. Because, like, I assume James Gunn's still working on Peacemaker, because that's supposed to have, like, a season two. Uh, I don't know. You can, more I mean, Suicide Kevin, Squad. Kevin Feige executive produces all that shit. Yeah, but so, I mean, like, I think he can director, writer, sort of thing. Eh, I don't know. I think I haven't seen Peacemaker, so I don't know like how much of his hand is really on that wheel. 
But he was, he was the director of it. Well, maybe he's content with just laying the groundwork and then letting, and then just moving back to a producer role. Yeah. And let other people do the rest because he's busy fixing the DC universe. Yeah. Like I said, I think, uh, I think we'll get a lot of those answers uh, next year when we get more of this stuff out and uh, and kind of get a better a better idea of what we're working with, sure. what they're working with. Anyway, um, so the movie we saw today, Black Adam, uh, much hyped by Dwayne Johnson as like his pet project. Uh, and he had claimed that it was going to change the hierarchy, the of, power hierarchy of power in the DC, in the DC universe, universe. Is about to uh, change. Do you think it accomplished that? Um, I sort of, I guess. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, this movie is. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. It is messy. The plot is gets a little convoluted. A lot of there's like a five minute narration that opens the movie, which usually isn't a good sign. Um, and the rock is the rock, right? Like he doesn't really bring a whole lot of nuance to his acting. He is who he is. Yeah. He's just a little bit more serious in this one maybe, but I mean, yeah, it was something I actually talked about with my coworker today because she was, she was saying that like her opinion of, of the rock when he's acting is that he just plays himself over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was kind of curious as how this was going to play. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be something like that. And it's definitely not. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's different. It wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> Slow burn. Maybe you can tell that like, honestly though, you can tell that he was have, we know that he was heavily involved in the production of all of this, the story of all of this and that it, Clearly was a passion project for him. Yeah, he's been tied to it for a very long time. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be, initially when Black Adam was supposed to be in the original uh, Shazam movie, he was tied to it. They, they, the Warner Brothers, or more prominently probably The Rock himself, determined that he wanted a Black Adam solo film to lead into that. Um, and I'm sure they will meet up down the road because they're too, they're intrinsically linked. Like, the word that Black Adam uses to become Black Adam is Shazam. Adam. Oh, Shazam, yeah. <laughs> Which is the same. It's it's the same power set. It's the same, sort of the same origin in terms of like getting the powers from wizards and all that. Um, th- again, this movie kind of just does a, uh, it does a lot. It's, it's interesting. So something that we'll bring up now is that they also introduce the... <laughs> Fuck, what is it? The Justice Society of yes. America, which is a thing I've been told. Is but a real thing. It it's almost like it they're they're all kind of trying to breathe the same air. And it's like this is supposed to be a Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. At one point I was literally thinking, like, who who is taking point here? Who is this movie? Is this movie for Black Adam or about Black Adam or 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 is he just like a piece in a bigger puzzle that the justice society is taking point on? Like it was confusing. It does sort itself out. It is a black, it is a black Adam movie, but it, it takes a minute to get there. Yeah. It really is just as much a justice society movie as it was a black Adam movie. And that wasn't evident in the trailers. And I don't know why 
I really don't know why they did that. Like, I understand that they're trying to play him up as an anti-hero, so you need him to get uh, the conflict of going up against, um, you know, the true justice of of the world. And we don't kill people, but I do. Um, that was one of my internal notes, is that the dialogue, at least to start, mm-hmm. is awful. Yeah, but it's- I awful it's like it reminded me honestly of the really crappy line from the avengers where tony stark is is ready to go as iron man and he's in a plane with steve rogers and steve rogers says what's our plan of attack and he's like i have a plan attack that's how all of the dialogue from black adam was like at the beginning it was awful yeah it did i did take note of that myself of like it seems like they're trying to keep it in line with the tone of what Shazam was and all that leaning, try to be not so self-serious and be closer to what Marvel does without being like a copy, but it, it wasn't good. They're all trading the same water. Um, but yes, I, we, we mentioned the justice society. So there's multiple different ways to tell you what the justice society is, but something that you may not know is the justice society existed before the justice league did in in the world the justice society was the original group of superheroes and it's been it's a little bit more professional it's a little more old school classic sort of organization uh and all your major players have been part of it batman superman green lantern flash have all been justice society members at one point that was during the golden age of comics the 20s the 30s um and then that sort of morphed and then in the post-world war ii era you have the justice league you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the, the, the core people that we know now. Um, and to kind of rectify that in the multiple times that the DC canon has been rebooted, it's they've operated side by side. They've the Justice Society was the precursor of the Justice League. And it's sort of different where basically the Justice League is the heavy hitters, the elite squad, the the pillars of superhero dumb. And then the Justice Society is sort of everybody else but they the operate Hufflepuffs? <laughs> well no it's it's like a professional sort of old and young and diverse and mentor mentee oh. again as as you get that with this for sure yeah as i said a bit more professional and you get in the way that they've turned that in the film is having them work for amanda waller and uh and the u.s government um to be like in to equate this to something in the mcu it's like if you go to Civil War and you had Team Cap that was like, yeah, no, or, or no, we're we're anti uh, the government and they would be the Justice League. And then Team Iron Man was like, no, we should work with the government. We should be regulated. That's the Justice Society. That's sort of how they're playing mm-hmm. it in, in the film verse. Um, but, uh, bef- you know, I, I think we can probably move on to, to spoiler discussion. The players, we have to talk about who's who. All right, the main players, uh, the titular Black Adam, <laughs> The Rock. Uh, he prefers to go by Dwayne these days, I think. D-Wayne? Uh, I thought he was okay. He just, like, very much middle-of-the-road Dwayne Johnson. I thought it was The Rock playing himself, but more serious. And like trying to take that, make turn that serious nature into comedic stuff, where it's like almost like Drax in in Guardians, where it's like 
oh, sarcasm goes right over my head, but nothing goes over my head. Sort yeah, of. I don't know. I I didn't have as big of an issue with it. I I don't think he was playing himself or even like a darker version. I think there there was some separation because he's always everything you see him in, he's always kind of like a goofball. Yeah. And there there is zero goofball here. Um but I don't think it's it wasn't as as like awful as it could have been. Yeah. I mean, I guess my thought is he said numerous times how much passion he had for this character. And I don't know if that passion for the character shined through or maybe I'm just not familiar enough with black Adam to know what his character, it, if this is just what it is. And it's like, I don't know. It's uh, I, I feel like he sort of loosened up as the movie went on. Um, but I think there's something about his diction that's just like, but that's you. That's not you like doing anything and that you reading the lines, but I don't know if that's really like him creating a character. Um, I would be really curious if to know, like who other contenders for black Adam could be. Like, I know that this was all sort of around the rock and like there wasn't going to be anyone else besides him but i would be really interested to know no like if like a casting director like who who they would pick if they couldn't do the rock yeah because when i just i see the rock i just see the i mean it's the same issue yeah with with a lot of these movies now it's like if you're gonna do some sort of like b team you know second stringer level character or superhero or whatever cast someone that we've never heard of before because when i i don't know anything about doctor strange but when i watch those doctor strange movies it's like hmm, that's benedict cumberbatch like I, I can't i can't make that separation yeah yeah i i think that that's particularly with the rock because of how much of an outsized personality he just he was from the beginning since we ever knew him but even more so as he's you know gone on his career um but and i think also it's like he's older like he's not (laughs) he's not old but like you know if we're doing this whole thing where we're restarting the dcuu how old is Dwayne right now uh late 40s probably late older Dwayne is 50 so late 40 assuming that this franchise goes on like they it's not like they've started working on black adam 2 or as far as we know he's not supposed to be in the in the next shazam so by the time the next black adam could conceivably come out he'd be 52 i mean it's it's hard to know the the age of an action star anymore in the world that tom cruise has uh put us in uh but I don't know. He he's obviously in tremendous shape as always. Of course. But I think if if it wasn't so much of a pet project and it hadn't been delayed as long as it had been, you know, I think the the, the Warner Brothers Warner Brothers executives would probably like to go with somebody else. But good genes or good docs, one or the other, it'll happen. <laughs> probably both for him. Um, the other main players are the Justice Society members. Uh, as we said, led by uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Uh, I thought Pierce Brosnan was actually quite good. Yeah, 
I didn't mind. It wasn't like revolutionary. It wasn't like super gripping. You can kind of you can kind of predict what his role is going to be and 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 like the tropes associated with that and what's going to happen to him and all this stuff, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. I, you know, I I was surprised when I saw that trailer <laughs> that he was in it. Uh because it just I never saw Pierce Brosnan as like a superhero movie guy. Well, to be fair, did you ever see Pierce Brosnan as um, a musical guy singing yeah, about singing not. ABBA songs in Greece? No, a hundred percent not. <laughs> he was very much James Bond uh, yeah. or Thomas Crown Affair or you know I was Remington Steel. Surprised that they actually got him in a super suit because I thought for sure it was gonna, it was going to be like we're not getting mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan in this faffy nonsense. He's going to put the helmet on, uh-huh. and then that's going to be that's going to be super suit Pierce Brosnan. But you actually do see him in the suit mm. with the with the helmet on. It, when, looked, it looked weird again when the trailer came up, and it's like, oh, his costume is a full gold helmet with no <laughs> no openings. Yeah, that's he's we're not going to see his face except for when he's wearing a suit. Like a, a a three piece suit, so I thought I thought he was interesting. Again, maybe a little subdued. I, I don't think he was doing anything revolutionary, like you said, but uh, thought he did served okay. the purpose. Uh, the other main guy in the in the Just Society is Hawkman, played by Aldous Hodge. I, I'm stoked to see Hawkman on the screen. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm a big fan of Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Um, so to see him in live action was pretty neat, but uh, I, I know even from the start, you didn't necessarily love his outfit. I mean, his outfit doesn't really, I mean, honestly, I didn't really have any issues with the outfit so much. In the trailers, I would see him carrying that spiky ball thing, and I, yeah, that's more like what I was laughing at more than anything else, because okay. I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to take you seriously with that thing? That said, yeah, I I hated it. Why? I did not. Why, what, I did not like this performance at all. What was so bad? I thought it was pretty. I, I don't know. Maybe serviceable. Maybe. <laughs> That's what every actor wants to hear, that their performance was serviceable. That, I said at minimum. I enjoyed what he did, but. I mean, maybe it's just I'm unfamiliar with with the source material, but. I just I just didn't like how he was saying the words i couldn't take him seriously as he's like threatening noah centineo with for like messing up or whatever and i'm like oh they what does he say like i'll see you in the ship you me (laughs) okay yeah Yeah, like he just i just didn't i didn't like the the delivery of the things he was saying i'd never really found him as like threatening or like I couldn't, I mean, and maybe, I don't know, is he supposed to be threatening if he's part of like the government justice league, whatever. I think. But it just, I d- yeah. there was no like command to his, to his delivery of things. It almost had like a, I'm too cool for this. So I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say. And it just didn't hit with me. Yeah. And also like, can I just, the estate that he the had the hawkman estate that they based went to, in yeah. louisiana freaking where <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was just the most insane thing i've ever seen very where much in louisiana is there like this sprawling mansion with these overflowing hedge gardens and what yeah. like where please it, it, it when as soon as i saw it and especially when his plane comes out of it it's like oh you 
found the blueprints to uh, Professor Xavier's mansion and <laughs> copied it, you know, just just slightly. Um, I don't know. I'm willing to keep an open mind about how things go forward, but. I wasn't impressed with this performance at all. Like every time he talked, I was like, please don't. You're just, you're bugging me. Yeah. I think Hawkman is always like a serious, very serious, like uh, straight to the point sort of character. Uh, blunt uh, in terms of his actions as well as his words. Um, so, you know, I, I thought he did okay, but I, I see what you're saying where he may be not as commanding as he could be. And maybe that's because he's going up against, of somebody with the powers of black Adam where it's like, he's always going to get beat. So like, he's never going to command anything because he's doesn't have the he power. Shouldn't to be, at that point. He shouldn't be portraying that though. What do you mean? Like he's going into that, trying to get black Adam in a cell. You have to, you have to meet him at that level or at least try to. Yeah. Yeah. It maybe, maybe didn't take it as seriously as he needed to like said, Oh, we'll take care of this. And, and you know, It'll be quick. It'll be easy. Yeah. yeah not yeah. not knowing what they were getting into. Um, the other Justice Society members that join them are uh, Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher, Netflix's boyfriend, branching out. Who I didn't know that was Noah Centineo until the end of the movie when his name came <laughs> up because I I haven't seen any of Noah Centineo's larger Netflix canon. I just assumed he was skinny high school boy in those movies. So to see him as kind of not even bulkier, kind of like thick, thicker. Uh, was I, I, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed that was him, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. And, and I found his performance kind of like, it was very, it just felt, felt very tacked on. Like 90% of his work was voiceover, most likely, because he was in a suit with a Deadpool mask yeah, and, and you didn't actually need to see him talk. Yeah. And then the the other stuff was like just doing his flirt boy bullshit, which you know we're we know he's good at. So I was like, yeah, yeah. all right. Like his his one funny quirk was that he needs to eat for his you know to have the energy to do his powers, and the you know he's always looking for a snack or somebody took a snack away from him. That was kind of fun, but like, yeah, it's like he's clearly very he's he's portrayed as one of these uh, a legacy uh addition because his uncle was the original adam um and so he's sort of learning on the job important context for a movie called black adam yes correct (laughs) um and then the other member was uh finding her name again oh well we didn't mention that so he inherits these powers from his uncle cameoed by the fonz Yes, Henry Winkler on a FaceTime getting his $10 of work or whatever that's going to equate to for him. Um, just, just interesting because it's not like Henry Winkler was like the old voice of Adam. So just a random cameo. Just a random cameo. From, from the little bit that I found, it was basically to say they needed like an older actor with some sort of gravitas to be like to establish that this is a legacy character rather than if it was just some some old guy on a phone nobody would care but yeah you're like, that's fair. oh henry winkler yeah i i accept him as a as a uh valuable person um and then the other character was quintessa swindell playing uh cyclone uh who has wind powers i thought she was great i thought she first of all she's 
stunning. She's just really gorgeous. And then her transition from, you know, land outfit to hero work outfit was nice. And I like, I actually liked how they portrayed her powers. It's a basic power that's probably more nuisance than helpful in most cases, but I liked how they portrayed it. I thought she, I thought she was stunning, and I, I liked her performance as well. I thought she was very good. Yeah, she's supposed to be super smart, um, and had some sort of experiment done on her with nanobots, and she has yeah, more powers. So I thought I, that I thought how they addressed that was very yeah well done. It was understated. It wasn't like dramatic. It wasn't like this tortured thing. It was concise. This is a thing that happened to me. Here I am, moving on. Um. Uh, only her seventh credited role in film and TV. Um, the only other thing that I would recognize of, of her credit, she was in an episode of Euphoria. Hmm. Well, who wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have some other characters. Uh, again, it's hard to know any of these people's names because they don't really say them. It's more just like mom, son. That is one of my movie watching pet peeves. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. I know the superhero names because those are pretty straightforward, but then it's like her, her actual name in the movie was Adriana Tomaz, uh, played by Sarah Shahi. Uh, she's a professor and a resistance fighter. And we find her, she's kind of somebody that starts this whole thing by unlocking black Adam in the beginning. <laughs> Go ahead. It looked very Tomb Raider personality at the beginning. Um, she's fine. I mean, she's kind of like an emotional heart of the movie in she's some parts. Like, this is a thought that I had about the movie at some point, and I wish I had brought it up earlier. This is basically a very rough copy of Thor. It's not, yeah, not, ex- not I exactly. What, I see what you mean. But mm-hmm. sort of. So what's her name? Adriana. Adriana. She's like the platonic Jane Foster. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who unlocks the, or maybe not. You don't really unlock. She literally Thor, goes to find him in a crater. Yeah. Finds the lightning god. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, her son, who is like just super into superheroes. He's he's fun. I like the kid in the movie. Um, and then uh, the bad guy is. Um, the bad guy is one of the weak points in the movie, and we'll we'll get into that when we get into the spoiler part. Um, any any other thoughts on the cast before we move on? I thought that the the son was so Adriana's son, whose name was said a bunch of times. Amon. <laughs> Sorry, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, I I liked him a little bit, but I didn't like how. It just, I don't, I'm trying to think of other examples, but I thought it was so annoying that like, he's like the DC Comics fanboy. And it's like, it was just a little too meta for me. It's the, I, um, I totally get existing in this universe with heroes and like acknowledging that, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it's like, the kid's got every goddamn poster on the mm-hmm. wall. Like, they did this on. in Shazam as well. Yeah. Where it's like, they, there's Batman action figures like, no, there wouldn't there would not be. Yeah. Like unless they're unless you're saying that, like, these are real heroes that exist 
and somebody <laughs> created their own versions of these. Like I'm trying to think of like what the form. reality comparison would be of like I don't know putting like your Congress person's photo on the wall. Well, I, I think of it as like if they made a a cartoon show about your favorite sports team and like made comic books about athletes, I guess. Cause that's the same sort of thing as yeah. people putting stuff on their wall. Um, I don't know it, that, that whole part of it. And like, we even got that in like in the Marvel universe with Ms. Marvel, but that I thought was taken a little bit more organically. And I, I like how that was portrayed, but this is very much just like, they stopped at the WB store on the way to <laughs> and just put their everything apartment. on the yeah, walls. It's, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting choice. Any other non-spoiler thoughts before we dive in deeper? What do you rank it? I give it, I give it a soft thumbs up. I think it's it's a decent start, and there again, there like I said, there's a lot of convoluted backstory to put out there. And I think it was never going to be smooth. So I think they just kind of had to do it. And now that it's there, we can move on to having him interact with the rest of the DC universe and eventually collide with uh, Shazam. Cool. What about you? I can give give it. um, I could go sideways thumb, but I think my my personal enjoyment of origin stories, I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, let's get into the spoiler discussion. We can get a little bit more specific with stuff and uh, criticize this thing where it needs to spoiler be. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. If you do not want any spoilers for Black Adam, stop listening or come back later. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. All right, let's get into the plot uh, of of uh, Black Adam. Well, actually, uh, same question I had the other day. Do we want to start at the end or do we want to talk about the whole movie? Well, first? Let's talk about the whole movie. All right. There's a pretty... Uh, pretty important post-credit scene to the future of the DCEU. So stick around for that. Or if you've already seen the movie, you know what we're talking about, and we'll we'll get into it. It's very very important. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. So uh, the beginning of the movie to me is some of the is not the. I'm trying to think what's the weakest part of the movie. It's either the very beginning, or it's the end of the final fight. It's, it's I'll so tell you right confusing. now, it's when the zombies show up. That's when I was like, yeah, this needs to be done. I'm tired. Yeah. Oh, God. We, so we'll, we'll start at the beginning. I understand. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff to get into to describe the origins of Black Adam. But, you know, the, the more I think about this, I think if they were going to do this movie. They should have done a period piece. They should have done a Captain America where the whole movie is set in ancient Kondok, whatever their ancient Babylon, whatever the, the allegory is. And it leads up to the final battle where you get Black Adam gets his powers and he fights the king and, and 
gets sealed away. And then at the end, like in the same way that you have with Captain America, he gets awakened and he's in the modern world and what's going on. I think that would have been a better way to handle all this because otherwise it is just so compressed and shoved together. And if you're not paying attention, you have no idea what's going on. If you're, if you come in 10 minutes later, you have no idea how any of this stuff is set up. And I don't know if the setup is important, but I like, could they have just opened with the girl or the, the mom opening the tomb and you just get bits and pieces of his backstory throughout the movie? Probably. Maybe that's another way to do it. But I just found that that opening narration so weak. Well, no, because they, but, but what I'm saying is like they did that five minutes of narrating this whole like revolt and the powers and the finding the mineral. Yeah, and but then they drop crumbs of like, you are not who you, who we seem. They all, throughout the movie, they talk about this champion and how mm-hmm. this, this guy is this champion, but he's not behaving in a way that the champion would. What's up with that? Oh, sorry, my son got kidnapped. Uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> you yeah, know, sort of. I thing. do. I do think that that's probably the strongest part of the movie is that um, stuff. Yeah, her. Well, Adriana has a moment where she's like, "You're not a bad person. You, Black Adam, are not a bad person. You, Justice Dorks of whatever, are committed to doing the right thing. Well, right now in this moment, the right thing is." saving my son you're gonna work together we're gonna save him yeah let's go that was that was wonderful that was very good so we get the big working our way through to get there yeah i mean i get i get it. it it's not it's not an easy uh path to follow yeah the opening narration gives us this king finds a mineral gives him power commands all of his subjects to dig it up and in that uh, this young boy, you know, tries to start a revolt against the king. And as he goes to get killed, lightning bolt, he disappears. What happened? And then, you know, we learn about same thing with Shazam, as, as I've mentioned already. These wizards give him the power. When you say the word Shazam, you turn into a super being, a god, uh, and you command these lightning powers and and uh, save the day. Uh, but. Something happened. He got locked away. And then we get to the Tomb Raider portion of the movie where, again, she goes in, opens the thing. Uh, she has all this ancient knowledge of like how this stuff works, frees him. And again, one of the more affecting sequences is that initial introduction to Black Adam. I thought it was great. Like the they, they get the point across of he is going to kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a great way, like the opening kill of grabbing the dude by the by the neck <laughs> and then just l- electrifying him into melted that goo. and then like a battle ensues and like it literally ends with black adam <laughs> flying towards the group of people with guns holding an arm holding an arm <laughs> sticks a grenade in some dude's mouth that in was slow motion. that was after but yeah that was that was good my thing that i really liked and i think this might just be one of those things where I kind of know how this stuff works is I feel like movie stars want to be, want to have that money shot of, of the reveal, their face yeah. and the reveal. And I am this and blah, blah, blah. And you do not get that in this first 
sequence because he's wearing a hood the whole time and you only see him kind of looking off to the side there's never a direct shot of his face uncovered as like i am like it and i appreciated that because Hmm. he's literally coming out of the depths of of his his magic lamp yeah he's been trapped in for five thousand years and gives you a real crick in the neck yep um so anyway they they escape uh and in the escape they they get this item this uh magic crown of like the demon world uh that becomes the macguffin of the film throughout um black adam eventually wakes up after this fight he, he gets injured uh wakes up in the apartment of uh of our our normal people here adriana and her son um the son all is instantly wanting to make him like a superhero get his branding get him a catchphrase uh get him a new costume i was so i missed the bit that you had mentioned but there's a bit where so in in the son's bedroom he's got all those dc posters (laughs) yeah and there's one bit so black adam like wakes up and he's like trying to figure out his powers and he's zapping shit all over the place and in one one bit, <laughs> his powers straight up saw, or not saw, but like rip a flash poster in half. And I just leaned over to Zach and I was like, is that like symbolism? Like, are we done with Ezra Miller? Well, <laughs> that was the second. That's when they come back with Hawkman and they fight in the bed, bedroom. When he wakes up, he shoots his lightning bolt and takes off Superman's head. Again, we'll get into that later. Uh, and just the outside talk of changing the hierarchy of power. Um, then Black Adam goes into the city and. Okay. One thing I did not like, by the way. Yeah. Is just the refusal to use an obvious a door. door. Yeah. That I, poor woman's apartment got destroyed yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Because black adam couldn't use his eye none of them could use their their eyes to go through the window or go through the doorway the thing that bothered me the most about that is like not yes that he did it but then it didn't nobody said anything about it till like the seventh time until someone's like oh i guess they didn't have doors back then and he's like no we did And it was bad yeah it was was so bad weird it was and it wasn't a funny bit either if that was me i'd be pissed so black adam goes into the streets and starts uh he starts fighting some of the, the the mercenaries that are running this country now, and that's when the Justice Society arrives to negotiate with uh, with him to get him to stand down because they've been ordered by the uh, the the very easy work by Viola Davis as Amanda Waller facetiming in for this movie. Uh, I love it. I great. thought she was great. I think I it's, think Viola Davis has done a great job as Amanda Waller in the DC movies is not or is or did do did has done has done did do a good job yes yeah yeah i agree yeah she uh so clearly she's working with the justice society or at least ordering them around they go to negotiate they want to make sure that this weapon of mass destruction doesn't go on the loose well by the time they get there stuff's already popping off and they're a little too late big fight ensues um we're just destroying our you know historical archaeological sites Thanks, Adam Smasher. That's never addressed. It should be. Like, why are we blowing up prized pieces of this culture? I don't know. <laughs> um, 
I think I think the battle sequences are actually pretty fun. Like some of the action in these movies can be, especially in the DC movies, can be really too close in and you're punching stuff. And what is actually happening in these fights? I thought these were you get a little bit of that at places, but I thought overall they were very fun. The fights between Black Adam and Hawkman um, and uh, I liked that they were short. None of them yeah. went on too long. I was, I was afraid of that. Yeah. Uh, they go back to the apartment. That's when the Hawkman and him fight again. That's where we get the the flash poster getting cut in half. Uh, super, uh, Black Adam punches through a wall straight through the Superman logo again. Is all this symbolism probably knocking you over the head with it? Um. Let me pull up the plot here because I'm actually getting a little lost because they go in and out of the department like three That's different times. That's something that I thought about is that like there's just like it goes from a fight to like nonsense to fight to nothing progressing to fight and like like it just, I don't know. So after the fight and after this they go to the uh temple or no sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm even the wiki the Wikipedia kind of condensed it. So uh, that's when we reveal during that fight is when we reveal the, the actual bad guys, this guy named Ishmael, who was with Adriana in the tomb and supposedly got crushed by rubble trying to get the crown. Um, and it reveals that he is not dead. He's very much alive. Looks fine. Is trying to get the crown kidnaps uh, the, the kid uh, and in trying to get the crown. And so the Hawkman and Black Adam are fighting while trying to chase these guys down. But also Hawkman doesn't want Black Adam to kill people. But Black Adam's like, what the hell? I'm going to kill people anyway. Can Uh, I just say, I mean, Black Adam makes some good points. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we letting these known bad guys go free just because they answered some of your questions? Well, due process. Okay, fine. But we're not in a place where the justice people of whatever have jurisdiction. So piss off with your bullshit. Yeah. Like you, like we mentioned before, this is one of the strongest uh, plot bits in the, in the movie is this is a, like the, the sun is looking for a hero to save this country. And that's what they're all sort of looking for because this country has been constantly oppressed and colonized and whatever. And you know, after this fight, Hawkman's like, you know, we're out here trying to protect the people. And Adriana's like, you think that by getting him down, you're going to protect these people? Tell that to all them, because they're all cheering on Black yeah. Adam for fighting <laughs> these mercenaries. Oh, wait. Oh, God, what happened? Hawk, Hawk, man. Hawkman. Hawkman literally saves two of the mercenaries, and literally the entire town is like, boo, <laughs> no. And then Black Adam, like, shoots one of them with lightning, and they're like, ah! Yeah, that great because that showed that everyone's version of what they're fighting for or their justice mm-hmm. is all different. It's all relative, and they think that because the Justice Society in this movie is tasked with inter uh, international, what was it, peace, peace diplomacy, yeah, know. something it, like that, some supremacy bullshit that I was not about. Yeah, so it, it that creates a, a the perfect. That is when. I really understood what they were trying to do with Black Adam as positioning him as this anti-hero where is he a completely good guy like the Justice Society of America? No, 
No, but he's not rotted either. He is fighting for a cause. He's just doing it in a violent manner. Yes. Which is like. You know what I just thought about? Hmm. That moment from the trailer. You see, we see like every single trailer where he's flying alongside those two planes. Oh, yeah. And one of them, one of the pilots says, points down like land. Yeah, and then he, he just like the punches the plane. We never saw that. That was a cool trailer shot. I would have liked to have seen that. Interesting. Oh, well. I've, I think it's so funny when that stuff happens. Yeah. Or doesn't happen. I guess. Eventually, we get to the temple where Black Adam is staring at the statue of the champion. And you know, say, trying to come to terms with like what he needs to do. Uh, Cause they are like, we need to go get the kid. And that's when the mom says, you know, I want you two to work together. We're going to go save my son. And you know, what's so interesting. And maybe I'm revealing a little too much here, but you stop me if I, if I am. They, the, the statue of the champion never, directly uh, fully ever looked like Dwayne Johnson. It sort of does like But it mostly does. Broadly. Mostly doesn't. Right. Because it's supposed to be as right. we learn as we learn here. This is when we learn that uh on the rescue mission we 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 are learning. That because the at Black Adam has run away to the to this palace and that's when Hawkman is able to talk to Adriana and be like the things that you've learned in your histories aren't necessarily correct. We have history books that haven't, that have been kept secret. And this is what actually happened that black Adam, you know, yes, went to go fight the King, but like exploded in a rage and killed everyone. And it, it wasn't like this great moment of justice. It was, he's a loose cannon that could go off at any time and, and destroy everyone. And so this, this, idea that he is the champion of this country isn't necessarily true. He's actually kind of a problem. Um, but as Adriana points out, and as we kind of go with, he's the hero that they need in this moment, you know, the, the, that they need to get this done and to, to save this country from whatever's going to befall it with the crown now in the hands of, of Ismail. Uh, so they go on the hunt, they go to find him. Uh, him being Ismail, the bad guy, and the kid. Um, there's it's in the, this mine by you know where the the original mine used to be, and not not important really. Um, and in this moment, uh, you know the kid gives up the crown. He goes the the bad guy goes to kill the kid. Uh, puts the crown on his head. Black Adam steps in and catches the bullet. Does a big rage lightning explosion like they did in in the past. And the kid is safe Ish. and the bad guy is dead. And <laughs> they're like, okay, well, we've done everything we need to do here. So Black Adam, you agree that you're going to be put into a prison cell or whatever. And the day's done. I thought the movie was over. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the movie was over. Yep. And I was like, okay. And then they just kind of kept going. So I was like, why are we not wrapping it up? Yeah. What is wrong here? He has some like forethought from pierce brosnan and i was like not now dumbledore i swear to god yeah pierce brosnan's dr fate character his one of his abilities is the, being able to see the future or everyone's fate how they how they die um and so we keep seeing that and it's like 
I think this is then this is the weakest point in the movie from here on because they did a pretty good job of like wrapping it up. Like I was a little like, oh, this is kind of anticlimactic. There, there wasn't really a real bad guy. It's just this dude, but he exploded and evaporated, and it's all done now. So and it was kind of a cool ending. Like that final slow mo shot was actually pretty sick. Right. I thought I thought it was. I thought that was the climax. I guess that's kind of telling as to like how. <sighs> I don't want to say ineffective, but like there's just there's so many things going on. Yeah. That like we haven't even touched on the fact that like Dr. Fate keeps having these visions and in the visions he keeps seeing Hawkman like I don't want to say groan, but he's like, ah, yeah, he's getting he's he's getting stabbed with something indicative that he's he's met his fate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that needs addressing. But. We finished the movie. So what, how, huh? Next, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the thing that we, we, we kind of glazed over it. Uh, in, in learning about who he actually is, we, we, we find that Black Adam, his son essentially sacrificed himself for his his father was dying uh because of what his son had because his son had inherited the powers of of black adam and saved the people um but in turn they went to go punish the things that the son loved so his parents killed his mother his father was near death the son gave up his powers to to the rock yeah but uh, basically the son was the champion the son was the, the champion the yes. giant statue that doesn't look like Dwayne Johnson just because it's not supposed to it's supposed to look like his son that's the you know that's why things don't add up of like you are the champion you are this good person but you this person we're seeing now is not that yeah and that's also why black adam is so compelled to help this mother and her child mm-hmm. and save them and and again like we like we just said it seems like they have movie's over denouement we're kind of cruising down and then out of nowhere, we flip the crown upside down and read the thing properly and say, oh, no, the, the demon world is actually the mirror dimension. And we should have read this upside down. And oh, he wanted to, to die. Oh, he he wanted to die. So, and then this is what kicks off the most frustrating part, because it's like, what the hell is happening? Ismail is now in the demon world and now he gets demon powers and he becomes this. If anyone's seen the Tenacious D music video for Tribute, where uh, the devil is red with horns and kind of muscular, or in South Park, the, the, yeah. de- the devil in there, it's this red demon with scars and horns and flame powers, and he's going to come take control of everything. And he comes, and it's like, the movie was over. What, what, do, what are we doing? And so, like, Black Adam's not there. The Justice Society has to step in. Right. Black Adam, after, after the kid is taken away and whatever, yeah. he succumbs to he, the, the he cell, the cell of Amanda Waller. He gets, he gets locked. So he gets muzzled and locked in a, a fish tank of sorts. Up in the Arctic, yeah. <laughs> underwater. 
Like he's literally in his own cell. So he can that's, never that's speak. Full of water, and then in a room with other people, full of water. Mm-hmm. And as we were panning out of that, I was like, "Who the hell are those people?" And I said, "Sequels." Ugh. <laughs> no. Um, and so he Sabak is now the bad guy's name, which again wasn't really well put in there. Just sort of the the whole third act just sort of happens out of nowhere. Like I said, demons, fire, devil guy, big fight has to ensue. Um, Dr. Fate sacrifices himself and in the process, you know, has to awaken Black Adam from his deep sleep and gets him to to escape from the Arctic. Meanwhile, Sabak also, as you said, raised the legions of hell, which are these like flame zombies that are now running around the town <laughs> for reasons um i was so irritated i was like we are not seriously dealing with zombies now too like come on dr fate figures out that there's another way to avert he can still change the fates of of the thing the visions he's been seeing so he sacrifices himself to save hawkman hawkman comes in and saves the day as black adam arrives and they fight to beat the evil devil man i'd be glad to see you here yeah and then they fight Black Adam, then for what's been a very convoluted and strange wrap up to this movie, kind of a cool death where he literally <laughs> rips the demon in half. And so flaming lava like comes out of goo, it. Yeah, yeah kind of, kind of metal. Kind of, kind of love that, despite how much everything else was just so messy. That's yeah. the way to describe it. Just convoluted. Because I mean, it's what for the final fight. I mean, where. One guy is already dead, and then the other guy is Birdman. The other guy is Black Adam, who shows up, and then the other two just... They were helping fight the demons, the, the fire zombies. Okay. I think. And that felt a little irritating, too. I almost thought they were going to do it as a joke, because the, the, the kid recruits the town to help right. fight the fire zombies. He re- recreates it, the, the um, original scene, does like the call to action and yeah. It lasts for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. I thought honest to God, I thought the rock was going to rip that dude in half or like kill the guy basically mm-hmm. right as the town people meet the zombies and then nothing was going to happen. And they were just going to be like, Oh, we're done. Like that. I almost would have liked that better as like a haha moment, but yeah, you literally see them fighting those zombies for for not long at all. Like it's not a struggle no, at all. It is a it is a very bad third act. Like for <laughs> for as mad as as bad as superhero third acts can be, this is one of the worst ones in that regard. I, for I was liking a lot of the middle of the movie, but the third act was really just rough. Yeah. Um. All is said and done, though, I do appreciate that Adriana was like. Yeah, he's our hero. This is in in our context. You can go now. Yeah, this Justice Society leaves because Black Adam is now he's not a hero. He's the protector of Kondok, uh, and that's a good way to put it. And uh, it was kind of a for, for as we said for as messy as it is, it wraps up very nicely. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he came in with a new suit once he reawakened. He got the black cape. Kind yep. of a cleaner gold look. Which I appreciated. I was seeing way too much like neck, neck. and back. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of 
There's a Dwayne low, Johnson's traps. Low neckline in the back there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his <laughs> his very upper back. Uh, then we go to the credits, and Amanda Waller is video conferencing in once again on a, on a drone. Tells Black Adam, "Fine, you don't have to be in my prison, but consider Condock your prison. You're not allowed out of there. Just do says forking who? Just Honest do, your, to God. do your job protecting that." And he's like, yeah, whatever. No, there's nobody on this planet that can stop me. And she's like, okay, well, I can make some calls and get somebody from not from this planet. And he's like, go ahead and send them. So then the, you know, Black Adam destroys the drone. There's smoke. Black Adam logs off of Zoom. And then, <laughs> and then who's floating down? Well, it's a man in a cape. And it's I the thought Black- for sure it was Zachary Levi. It's the Black was- Adam movie. So it has to be Shazam, right? Yeah. You were convinced. I was convinced. This, unfortunately, was the one thing that... Can I say it then, since you already know? Sure. I, but it's the one thing that was a little <laughs> spoiled for me, because I saw some Instagram posts on Monday. We saw this movie on the Tuesday after it came out. People confirmed what happened on Monday, which is like, give us a little more breathing room. But then leading up to the movie, the Dwayne had talked about this a lot, like really sort of willing this into existence. And sort of spoiling the movie for himself. But who comes out of the smoke, Alex? Who is the big reveal? Henry Cavill as Superman. Henry Cavill as Superman. A big red S on a field of blue and a jawline that could cut glass. And for the first time in Henry Cavill's reign, the actual Superman theme playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> That was, was a detail like, I missed. I was so enamored. I was like, what? Yeah, it was like, I, that was what I no- noticed was the, the music was just like, okay, are we ready to like start this thing over again? <laughs> justice, justice for, for, oh my God, I was about to say Brandon Routh. Cause it, <laughs> no, wow. No, no, no justice for Brandon Routh. I liked his Superman. That said, Thanks. justice for Henry Cavill because... He's got the jawline, like you said. I don't, I don't think he did an awful job. I think he just fell victim to Zack Snyder's bullshit and the Batfleck bullshit yeah. and whatever else. I feel so bad Never for him. Never bring back Amy Adams, though. I'm done with her. Because please, please. he didn't get a proper sequel. No, he didn't. He, his sequel was Batman vs. Superman, and I, we've documented this elsewhere. Can we just men in black that one and just like forget it? Alex can attest to this. Oh, my God. The single most angry i have ever been in a movie theater was the end of batman vs superman i won't tell the story because i feel like i already have at least to the eight people who are listening to this <laughs> but Just, it was it was wild it was wild the moment the moment they kill superman and batman vs superman I <laughs> threw my hands down on the armrests as if I was going to push myself out of my seat and leave. Cause I was like, fuck you. Fuck this. You did not earn this. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah. I sat down and, and we were in the middle the of the, the row. Movie. We were in the middle of the row. Yeah. We couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I, cause I, for the, the goods and bads of man of steel, I thought Henry Cavill was great. So very happy that he's going to get a new life here. They confirmed it. He confirmed it as much as on Monday that, he will be Superman again. They will have Superman projects going forward with Henry Cavill. What those are going to be under this new James Gunn regime, who's to know? And just worth noting, it was 
torso up, so no confirmation about the undies. <laughs> yes. Again, Alex, very mad about the lack of It's Superman just a good undies. look. Like, the Superman costume hasn't changed in a billion years. Why would you change it? Yeah, well, Who was responsible for that? Let me guess. Was it a Zack Snyder Twitter bot that was responsible for that? It was, it was Zack Snyder, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I was, for even though I knew what was going on, I was still pretty thrilled to see him come on the screen. So very happy to do that. Uh, and we didn't mention this when we did our podcast the other day. Not the first time that Black Adam and Superman have been on the screen together <laughs> this summer. Because at the, end of, at the end of DC League of Super Pets, Black Adam made a cameo. Well, yes. Black Adam An made a animated cameo. cameo. Animated cameo defined as Black Adam appears. You never see the character's face. The closest thing you see to his face is the back of his head that could yeah. look like The Rock's head. Right, which, and it's also funny because The Rock played Crypto, the super dog. Oh, and he yeah. Also, and he also voiced the made-up dog that Black Adam has in that movie as well. So, yeah. kind of a fun little thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's going through it all. I mean, You've, I know you've been generally down on most of what DC has done. I have. Did this movie do anything to help or hurt the cause in their eyes, in, in your eyes? I think it just solidifies that they do better when it's the, the project itself has a little more freedom to be its own thing. Yeah. Because it's obvious with Zack Snyder stuff, with Superman stuff and Batman stuff, that Warner Brothers is like, in on every single frame they want they want everything inspected whereas eh, wonder woman do whatever you want aquaman do whatever you want yeah the only with this stuff is a little looser that's what it, it blew my mind that shazam was so good and so fun yeah because it, Zack snyder was nowhere within the vicinity of that project and it was like you know actually bright and visible yeah. um it just seems like maybe that the let the creators do the creative thing hands off and just and just let them let them do it and have fun. And it showed, I think mm -hmm. um, it was I don't want to say <laughs> I'll, have, I, I'll say I have cautious optimism going forward. Yeah, we'll see. I'm Flashpoint. I'm just God, that's going to that will be a mess. Like we, we talked about the mess that was don't worry, <laughs> darling. And and it's off off uh, I don't want to say off the court, but uh, off camera issues. When we get to, <laughs> when we get to the Flash movie, it's that's going to be a whole different level of hand wringing. Of I stand what, by what, happen, what happens if that movie's really good. I stand by <laughs> what, what I say. It doesn't matter if it's good. This the person that Ezra Miller is yeah. does not deserve to be platformed in any major way. No. Slap that shit on HBO Max. Cut Michael Keegan a check. For what, you know, a projected box office would have been. Well, they got to pay him double because he was supposed to be in uh, Batgirl, too. Oh, my. But that got axed, of course. Just, yeah. Fil just, filmed just, just give, give Michael Keaton a thank you for participating check. Throw it on HBO Max and let's just start over. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have to be subjected to Ezra Miller being freaking whatever in any capacity. The only thing that I, I wish that we would start to move away from, we have a little bit, there's still a little too much of the 
uh, sepia tones going on in the DC universe. Or like an aggressive filter, maybe. There is some sort of, you know, gritty filter being put over it. And still another holdover. It just the problem with having Zack Snyder starting all of this is that his visual language has persisted throughout. Meaning the filter over everything. Uh, Meaning the overindulgence of slow motion shots. Yes, there's so many of those. But that's just, that that was in Man of Steel. It was in Batman of Superman. It's in Justice League. It just. You don't get that in Shazam though. Uh, I I mean, the slow-mo stuff you probably do, but that movie is nothing. Like tone wise, that movie is nothing. And and speaking of that, the, the Superman costume was noticeably brighter than the last time I remember seeing it. God. So, you know, he's Superman, I, he shouldn't be muted. No, he's super, he's the the good boy scout. He's the the symbol of peace and justice, hope, truth in the American way. Uh, you know, just let him be red, white and blue, goddammit. Not yellow. With a little yellow. There's no white on that costume. Well, he's white. Oh my god. Um so yeah, thrilled thrilled to see Henry Cavill come in and hopefully Hopefully we're on, it's weird to say coming out of a Black Adam movie of all things, but maybe we're on good footing. Yeah, Again, well, we said, that, we said that with Wonder Woman, we said that with Aquaman too. Right, the, pillar, I mean, the Aquaman pillars also. of DC right now are Shazam, <laughs> Black Adam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. What are we doing? Yikes! <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, you know, yes, for those that know or listened, we loved the Batman, but that's separate from all this. Uh, unfortunate but and, also maybe like thank god and the joker uh musical sequel oh with lady gaga god. is also separate from everything else um i forgot about that yeah that's coming at some point too um maybe not maybe they no i'm <laughs> <laughs> maybe they maybe don't James know Gunn what they're says, doing you know what maybe not uh, and that would be you know what if they'd be so on board with that if they can <laughs> if they can axe an entire movie that's already been filmed and post-production. We can, we can, we can shelve Joker to the musical. Yes. There's <laughs> everything is on the table at, uh, at Warner brothers in DC right now. Nice. So that's our discussion on black Adam. Uh, you know, we're, Interested to see where the DC universe goes forward. I, you know, let me pull up the the dates because that is something that I wanted to know. Um, the future of DC. What is the next thing we're even gonna get in the DC EU? Um, stalling, stalling, stalling. I, I hate that it's the DC EU, the extended universe. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't understand why we're doing that. All right. So we just had Black Adam. The next movie in the DC EU is not. Until March of next year, which is Shazam 2. Uh, we actually have four DC EU movies next year. Shazam 2. Shazam 2 in March, March 17th. Aquaman 2. December 25th next year. Wait. Got pushed back an entire year. Or not, not an entire year, several months, but. There's Flashpoint next year? Flash is June 23rd. So Flashpoint happens before yeah aquaman 2 that's that's my one hold up about like i hope that the flash resets everything and we can start anew but then aquaman was supposed the flash was supposed to come out a while ago first of all secondly 
Aquaman got moved from in front of it to behind it. And Ben Affleck's going to be in that one. Ben Affleck's going to be in, in Aquaman too. Yeah. So that's again, confirming that he's still in this universe, which is like, what again, what, Why? Are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? So and the other one, which is, uh, actually I'm kind of excited for is a little known character for some, uh, blue beetle who is a Latino superhero, uh, Who's who's in Blue Beetle? Is this like an Ant Man equivalent? Sort of. Um, Blue Beetle. Who is playing you? Uh, a guy I've never heard of. Good. Awesome. We uh, love that. I'm trying. I don't want to butcher his name, but I think it's Sholo Maduena. Um, he's an El Paso teenager who's gifted the alien Blue Beetle scarab, which gives him a super powered exosuit. Um. So again, uh, and the the cast looks, as far as I can tell, wholly Latino, uh, apart from Susan Sarandon. <laughs> um, but that, I think that'll be a big moment for because even uh, even the Marvel universe doesn't have a truly Latino superhero. No. Uh, you know, there's like uh, who's Ant Man's buddy? Miguel? No. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Uh, but you know you know who we're we, talking we about got, everyone knows who we're talking about uh you know you know the mcu has uh, um ant-man's friend is also ti <laughs> yes <laughs> uh you know we've had uh, black superheroes we have an asian superhero in um in shang chi finally and i think it'll be great I, blue blue beetle is one of those under underutilized dc characters that i think people are really going to enjoy i've i I've, i like blue beetle when he would show up in the animated stuff so here for really on for all fronts is that it for dc movies coming that's up? The, that's the only stuff that's on the schedule how about we talk about other movies coming up like what we're gonna go see next what are we gonna go see next i think oh. we're gonna go see the return of the rom-com ticket yeah. to paradise starring friggin julia roberts and george clooney yes you love to see it we love a reunion of oceans cast members anytime and always Definitely. Very excited for that. Uh, we've been looking forward to that for a minute. Um, again, we, we sort of talked about it before. We're going to hit another little bit of a lull. We might go see Amsterdam, maybe. Amsterdam's one that we missed that unfortunately got some bad reviews, but I was looking forward to it. A, a, a great cast in that. I love, a da- I love David O. Russell movies. Uh, you know, Christian Bale, Margot Robbie. John David Washington, like what's not Taylor to like? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift also in it, yeah. How do we feel about the menu? What's the, what's that one? That one's the one with Nicholas Holt, Voldemort, Anya Taylor oh. jo- uh, Joy. When is that supposed to come out? Um, November, November 18th. 18th. It okay. says a couple travels to a coastal island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Right. We will definitely get to that one. So. A little bit of a lull. Maybe. When I say little bit, I mean two weeks because two weeks from now, November tenth. Oh yeah, November eleventh actually, but we'll be seeing it on the tenth. I was just going through my regal app. Sorry. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. The the movie event of the year. Uh, I I that this truly could be like has the potential to be the best Marvel movie. Yeah. Truly does with with all the I emotion mean, that's going to go into Black that. Panther proper is honestly like a top five yeah and it's top it, 10 minimum it's good that dc finally got black adam out so that we don't have yeah uh, black adam black panther going well, up against each other. Yeah. They, they will be for a minute but 
It's fine. I I'm I'm excited for that big yeah. time. So uh, I'm ready to I'm ready to cry. And and once we get through that, the uh, the the Oscar movies are starting to show up there. Once we get to Thanksgiving weekend, plus and, some uh, streamers as well. We've got the Knives Out sequel coming coming that Thanksgiving week. Yep, for sure. Uh, we'll we'll definitely get into some of that stuff. And then uh, there's some other ones. I think the main one that I'm excited for in terms of Oscar bait is that Spielberg one. The Fablemans, yep, yeah. that, that looks great. Um, in December, we get The Whale, which is that Brendan Fraser movie, which got a lot of uh, a lot of publicity over the, the festival circuits. Um, and then eventually we'll get down to Avatar 2. Ugh, what? <laughs> so a little bit of a lull at the end of the summer, another quick dip, but we're going to get into full force movie watching. I think I fast. haven't fully processed that Avatar 2 is actually happening. I, according to, to James Cameron, they've already filmed parts of Avatar 4. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I don't I know don't why care. or how, but somehow, I've seen they've filmed half. parts of Avatar 4. Avatar 2 hasn't even come out yet. I've seen half of the first one, and it was honestly a tough watch. Well, again, we tried to watch it at home. I think. I think that's what you it, said about Lord of the Rings, and I left. <laughs> I was miserable. It's a. You underestimate my ability to watch movies at home. I watched Dune at home. I, I know, but I think I think Dune was much better in a in a TV or a, a movie theater also. I didn't no. I didn't love the first Dune, but it looked incredible on the big it screen. It looked incredible at home too. Doesn't mean it wasn't boring as hell. I know a lot of people love Dune. The first one, the first part of Dune. Yes, Alex please, and I are, please come attack me about it. Like well, I, I both of us, because like I, it's it's clearly a part one. I'm not going to judge the whole thing until part two comes out, and that's what not till next year, 2024. I forget. Anyway, that's all for for right now. Uh, where can they find us if they want to get at us about all these movie takes that we <laughs> these have? These bad takes we have. Instagram, A.Z underscore movie review. Twitter, A underscore Z underscore movie review. You can also find this podcast wherever podcasts are sold. We are on every available podcast platform that I can think of. <laughs> if we're not on your favorite one and you somehow found us somewhere else. Let us know. Yeah, please. I, I would love to ask know. Your, ask your Amazon device. I'm not going to say your name because she's going to she's always listening yeah ask your amazon device to play the a plus z movie review podcast and then you can hear our voices coming out of your amazon device how fun is that that's pretty fun but anyway um find us everywhere like subscribe rate review any feedback is welcome we we love opinions and we always appreciate everyone who listens you know, you have lots of movie review podcasts available to you, and we're appreciative that you take the time to listen to us. Thank you for the, the airline spiel. <laughs> Thank you for flying Southwest. <laughs> we know you have many options. Um, but yeah, until, uh, until we take that ticket to paradise. Boo. We'll see you at the movies. <laughs>